Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hello there, coach. I sure hope you are doing well today. It is almost the weekend for me after I record. I'm recording a few episodes today. And because I live in the south of France and because it happens to be an amazing October, my kids are on like a two-week fall break. We are going to hit up the beach today. We're going to do some final preparations for Halloween, which it's a little bit harder to make that happen here, at least when I first moved here. But today I was finding so much stuff online. There are so many different little activities and things like that. So yes, we have to drive for them, but I'm really looking forward to exploring some new spots this year as we celebrate Halloween and our kids don't have school on Halloween this year, which will make it really, really fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also getting prepared to head to the United States for work, which is going to be so fun. I'm presenting at the Fearless Business Workshop in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's run by some incredible coaches who have incredible missions and values that they want to, you know, where they're they're using those missions and values to create beautiful, beautiful events for coaches. So I'm really looking forward to presenting there. I'm going to do a Trauma 101 for Coaches workshop, which cannot wait. So if this podcast airs before that event or before that Come find me. Come say hi if you're going to the event. I would love to get to know you better. And before the event, so crazy, right before the day after I said yes to presenting and at this event, I found out that a dear friend of mine who I really, really respect in the healing community is hosting a healing retreat in Sedona. So I'm going to spend four days in Sedona and then go straight over to the Fearless Business Workshop in Scottsdale. Cannot wait. I'm going to miss my kids. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to spend some time with some other humans connecting live. I love that kind of stuff. All right. So I'm going to jump into the episode today. Today, we're talking about 100%, taking 100% accountability. And is this always a good thing? And is there anything we're missing? Okay. So I think... You know, generally speaking, in the coaching industry, I see a lot of, you know, coaches touting this like full accountability, full accountability, full accountability. And generally, I really like that tool. I mean, I have worked with women, you know, in, you know, who are in betrayal trauma, who are in emotionally abusive marriages and things like that. And, you know, while their husband's behaviors may be coming from, from triggers and, and you know their own traumas and things like that. It still doesn't mean that they're not responsible for their ultimately responsible for their behavior. Okay, so I think it can be really helpful to make sure as adults with fully developed brains that we do take accountability for our behavior. Okay, and I also think that there is this way that we use this idea against ourselves and against our own body. <laughs> in a way that can harm us and hurt us and kind of keep us stuck and paralyzed in pain and, and, you know, even in suffering. Okay. And so 
First of all, who here has felt powerless in their lives, their circumstance, or as they think about the future, some major anxiety or anything like that? I think for a lot of us, at least for me, before I found coaching, I was feeling very powerless. And and I remember having feeling this resolve, like there has to be more. I need to find something more than this, you know, apathetic acceptance, which was kind of where I was at in my life. And so yeah, I was feeling a little bit of powerlessness. And then when I found coaching, things changed, right? And so, you know, maybe you started out feeling powerless in your struggles or powerless, you know, with respect to your knowledge of how you could potentially affect change in your circumstances or in your life. And then suddenly, you know, enter coaching, coaching theologies where you learn about taking responsibility for your emotions. For me, this was like this stream of light that I found when I was in a cave of despair with nowhere to go. And suddenly it's like, seeing this light in the corner of the tunnel, like in the, like being in a cave, not knowing where the exit of the cave was and like seeing this light, like barely poking through and just being like, whatever that is, I want more. Like if, if that really is light, maybe there's more of it and I want more. And I remember just thinking like, that's what I want. Okay. And so when I saw this light, which was more of a beacon of assuming and taking on more self-responsibility. It was the answer to a lot of my problems, especially my marriage, because that's where a lot of my struggles were because, you know, my husband hadn't been working for a few years. We were still, I was still figuring out how to cope with his past porn use and that betrayal and things like that. And so while I'd spent some time in therapy and which... I think was very appropriate given the different things that I was working through. There was just something where I was just, I was needing more. Okay. And so with coaching, you know, it was the answer to me learning to take on an appropriate amount of self-responsibility for my emotions and my current day problems. It was the answer for areas to areas where I wasn't taking responsibility for myself and for my emotions. And it made a really, really big difference in my day-to-day emotional state. You know, I kind of laid off my husband. I stopped pressuring <laughs> pressuring from him. I stopped living in this space of reactivity and I really turned more inward and was able to, you know, really hone in more on my emotional experience and start seeing patterns of where my thoughts, you know, you know, where my body was speaking to me and where I could kind of use a top-down approach to facilitate the healing that I was continuing, um, that healing journey that I was on. And I will say that generally I was able to do this in a way that supported myself because I was adding this, this coaching framework onto what I already knew about body work. So I was, you know, a lot of the work that I had done before finding coaching was this bottom to top approach, getting into my body, feeling, seeing what things needed, knowing when it was time to process and when it was time for maybe more mindset work, right? And so it was like blending when I found coaching, I was able to kind of blend this top down approach with this bottom top approach that I'd already been kind of doing a fair amount of work on for the past few years. And so I was able to naturally be able to distinguish when something I was working on was more of a thought problem or more of a body problem. Okay. And I'll just say this didn't come completely naturally because I'm a human over here too. And, and I did have coaches who didn't know how to address moments where I needed body work. I needed to get into my body and feel. And they were dialed more dialed into me taking responsibility for my thoughts and kind of like 
trying to pin me down where something was because of a thought instead of taking that thought and seeing what's behind that thought and what attachments are behind that and what wounds were behind that thought, right? So I don't blame them for that. They're just doing what they're taught to do. But what I am glad and happy about is that I can today and even back then, even though I did question myself a little, because of course the coaches that I hired are people that I I looked up to and trusted. So there was a little bit of confusion there. But what I can say is I was able to kind of shift in this place where I could support myself and trust my authority when I perceived something was missed by a coach. And you know, as coaches, we're not perfect. We're not supposed to catch everything. How amazing would that be, right? And FYI, this does not only happen with coaches. Okay. I'm just mentioning this based, you know, based on the context of this particular podcast. But I think anytime we are hiring people for help, be making sure that we are allowing ourselves to be the final say really, really does matter. Okay. And so I and I think. And also what I want to bring to the table is this idea that like we can have good intentions as coaches and miss stuff. And I think as coaches, when we are proactive about understanding the multidimensionality of humans, how multifaceted we are, recognizing that there might be more than thoughts is a way to minimize or eliminate any harm that could potentially happen in a coaching session. Okay. so. Is thought work a problem? Absolutely not. I don't think thought work is a problem. I just want to offer that there's, when it comes to healing and growth and development, there's more, there's more, there's more than just thought work that's going to help us get there. And if we want that like sustainable, organic, never ending energy to help us, you know, get to where we want to go, I would offer that that's going to come as we do internal, you know, body work and have a whole bodied approach to coaching ourselves and our clients. Okay. And also the the main thing that I the the main problem that I that I see and that I think could be better for you know coaches to distinguish when they're advertising thought work is just to make sure that we're advertising that any linear model we use is an answer isn't the answer for all the problems. It's a tool. It's not the tool. Okay, got that? The model for any linear model, it is not the answer for everyone all the time. Okay, maybe it was for you. Maybe it's felt like that for you, but your mapping and your makeup and your set of experiences and unique circumstances is unique to you and not the human race. And so when you kind of take your experience and try to project that onto the entire human race, it's not a very inclusive way of thinking. And it may kind of hit a sliver of the population and it may resonate with that sliver on a short-term basis. But what I've seen is generally it's not sustainable over time. And then it's like years out where we start seeing the effects of, of, of this kind of stuff happening, which I'm going to talk about in the next podcast episode. So let's just kind of come back to that idea of, you know, when you think the model is the answer and all be all for all of your problems. What have I seen? This has, I've had people tell me that the model has kept people in destructive, abusive relationships. It's kept them at jobs longer than they need. 
it keeps people from setting boundaries when it's necessary to set a boundary to create safety because they think safety comes from their thinking versus getting into their body, trusting their body and their nervous system needs. It keeps people forcing what their deep, deep knowing knows because sometimes when we're in an ego space, like I think the ego loves linearity and rationale. And so when we're kind of like focused on like thinking that it's always our thinking that's going to get us what we want. I think sometimes we just kind of override what like listening to what our body needs or what our body knows. Okay. So I'm not going to say that this happens in every single case, right? It's, this, is, this doesn't happen in every single case with every single human. And so it might sound a little bit extreme, but also I have seen people who have stayed in abusive marriages longer and then they come to me and they're like, look, I tried this. I tried it this way. I was in this program and this and this and this, right? And so it doesn't always mean that that program was teaching bad things. It's just like when we're teaching a model or something like that, we want we really want to qualify it and make sure that people recognize that if this isn't working for you, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's just maybe there are other ways to approach it. That's why I think being trauma-informed is so important because we're helping people lean in to their ability to have choice and personal authority and feel empowered in their situation, okay? And so, you know, like for the person who told me that they stayed in their marriage for like two years longer than they probably needed to, it's because they were trying to use that model to stay. They thought, well, if I take a little more responsibility, a little more this, if I think this, this, then I can this, right? And when there's fear involved, again, like our ego kind of likes to stick to linear stuff and kind of gets out of the non-linear body space, okay? And again, this is not to villainize the model in any way. It's just more to understand as humans when to use it and when to try something else, okay? Because the reality is that a lot of tools can be twisted and used to not support people's needs, which may, you know, in some cases have more to do with the person than the tools itself. But that doesn't negate, you know, what I think as a coach, it doesn't negate my responsibility to add a qualifier to that for the people that are listening to the tools that I'm teaching. Okay. So the difference really is like when we present tools, especially as trauma-informed experts, let's not try, let's try not saying that this tool will solve all your problems. Let's add qualifiers so that it adequately represents a broader subset of people. And so that people are turning inward to check in with themselves versus thinking, she has what I want. I want what she needs. I want what she has. I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that versus like getting into our body and seeing what we need and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And, you know, when we don't do this, sure, it will again, hit people and work for them generally. But over time, I think what happens, and when I say hit people and work for them, I mean like it will resonate with people. And and I think the model, when we have this one-dimensional approach for this sliver of people that it really does work for, when we're only focused on that, some what I have seen is sometimes it works, but it's more unsustainable. So over time that continual only using the model and ignoring your body's needs can kind of can cause us to ignore stress. It can cause us to ignore our body's natural rhythms when we need to rest, when we need to tune in, when we need to take a break, what our body actually knows about what we need, right? And so 
we can kind of with that pendulum, it's like we started in powerlessness and then we found coaching. We went into this, you know, this unsustainable quote feeling of feeling empowered. And, but then when we kind of swing back to that powerlessness side, so what happens sometimes because of our conditioning is we're like, well, something's wrong with me because this is working for everyone else in my arena and my sphere and not for me. So I think the goal, and you know, this makes sense that we might do this or default to blaming ourselves because so much of our conditioning around black, white thinking or because of our experiences that we've had with people who don't take any responsibility or next to no responsibility. Some of us think that we need to take complete responsibility for where we're at to get where, we're, where we want to go in life. And while I'm for taking responsibility, of course, just kind of like check in with yourself and ask yourself like, am I taking more than my share of responsibility for this scenario? Okay. Is the way or the energy with which I'm taking responsibility, is it helping me? And I think for a lot of us who have been socialized as women, is there any shame or judgment that just needs to go? Okay, Because that shame or judgment is usually just the block to us getting into that beautiful grounded acceptance. Because I think where, where we want to end up, at least for me, I won't speak for you, is more in this center part, like where, where I think the pendulum can rest is in this really beautiful rounded empowerment and responsibility space where we are taking responsibility for our behavior and things like that. But we're also open to accepting that stuff we have experienced when we were younger does affect who or what we, you know, are, does affect our behavior today. And when we can just look at that with a lot of loving compassion instead of a judgy space, and we can accept that, it can help us kind of like get into more of a clear grounded clarity so that we can organically get to where we want to go. Okay. And to a pretty incredible degree, beginning to turn inward and take more ownership of where you're at and healing is huge. It's a big deal, right? Because if I waited for the people who I felt like had wronged me to just suddenly like show up and be like, oh my gosh, I just realized that like, 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 I'm so sorry. Right. That would be amazing. And I don't plan on that happening. It, it would be a bonus to be validated and seen by maybe people that have potentially wronged me. Also, I think the beautiful work is that when we take an appropriate responsibility for where we are, we're able to turn inward and take that true ownership healing. And we can provide ourselves the healing and validation and support that our younger selves weren't able to provide for themselves, right? Those younger parts. It's a big deal. And, you know, taking an appropriate amount of responsibility or stepping into the idea of responsibility with an understanding of the nuance that gets to exist in this way will change your life so that you're not like swinging back and forth on that pendulum of feeling powerlessness, but then like kind of this elusive power side we want to get into that 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 yummy middle section of that, that grounded empowerment okay um and in my trauma certification for coaches we go deeper into understanding when to use the model and when to drop linearity and get into the non-linear get into your body and learn what's happening there healing is not does not happen with an only top-down approach as we approach healing and growth with a blended approach top to bottom 
bottom to top. That means kind of like body to brain, using our body's cues, our bodies, like having, you know, having sensory experience with our body. This is where everything changes. This is where you really see that you are the authority over yourself and your healing. And you can approach that in a way that is unique to you in the way that you need. And it can make all the difference in your life. And if this is something you want to learn more about, this is, we do so much more in my trauma certification for coaches where we have this whole body approach to healing and growth and development and understanding yourself and understanding your toughest relationships and also understanding your clients so much more so that we're able to show up with more confidence in a way that really, really supports them and meets them where they're at as well. Okay. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week and keep listening. I can't wait for you to hear the next episode as well. Come and join us in this revolution. Gotta crawl before we walk this evolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal this what we pursuing. Coaches change lives, it's what we doing. This the place to be, no need to panic see. We got each other's backs in this healing community. Wanna know the facts? It's simple. When we coming together, yeah, we got unity.